from the second reading today, St. Paul says, God the Father proves his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. The um, uh, Last week, uh, I went to Dallas. I always go to Dallas on Thursday. You can see there on page five. On Thursdays, I go to, to say Mass at the White Rose. The White Rose is a clinic to help women who are considering abortion, uh, that they choose life. It's right next to a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic. So I go there every Thursday, and then I go to the Missionaries of Charity on Thursdays, too. Well, I got a call um, the week before last, and it's a friend of mine, Karen Garnett, and she asked me to come to um, pray in front of another abortion clinic on Thursday after I got through with the White Rose. So I did. I was there five years ago, and many of you were there that night, too. It was September 22nd. 2009, so it was five years ago. Now, we were there starting, it was the kickoff for the 40 days uh, for life from September 23rd to November 1st. That was yesterday. We had the 40 days for life this year, too. So we were there. Uh, I was there. There was a, a, a man, a, a pastor in Dallas, a non Catholic Christian pastor. Uh, uh, Pastor Stephen Broden, and we said prayers that night that would that when we started the next day that we would start off well we would start off with him uh, praying for the people who are involved in abortion in any way especially for the conversion of those who perform abortions right well September 22nd as many of you know is the night before September 23rd September 23rd is the feast of Saint Padre Pio. In, uh, on September 20th, 1918, um, St. Padre Pio received the stigmata. In other words, the, the marks of the nails in the feet and the hands of Jesus and also the wound in his side. St. Pio was studied by doctors and scientists. He was studied by the church. Um, in, on September 20th, 1968, I was in grade school. September 20th, 1968, the 50th anniversary of getting the stigmata, they closed completely and disappeared, not even a scar. He bled from those, those hands and those feet for 50 years, nonstop. Nobody's ever done that before. Um, and um, three days after the stigmata stopped, he died. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? The, um, so I said, I hope that um, on September 22nd, 2009, five years ago, I said, I hope when we, when we get to November 1st, that all five of the abortion wounds, like the five wounds on the body of Jesus, the five wounds on the body of St. Pio, I hope that they close and they disappear. In other words, they, they, they tear down the buildings. That's happened to four of the five buildings so far. They closed completely and tore them down. So um, Karen asked that I go and pray with them. She said, well, what time can we meet you over there? This is over by Parkland Hospital. I said, why don't we go at 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock is the hour that, that he died on the cross. It's called the hour of divine mercy. This is divine mercy in front of me. So we're out there and uh, we're praying on the sidewalk where I've prayed before. I don't go over there very often to that one. 
But those two ladies go over there very often. In fact, they know the security guard there. He works for the man who is the who is the doctor performing the abortions. The abortions. Um, the, the security guard is named Buddy. So we went over there, and Buddy was very um, affable. He was very um, uh, very friendly, if you will. Um, and we spoke for about five or ten minutes, and he spoke to Karen and Joanne because he knows them very well. But he also spoke to me. So um, we, um, we were very cordial to each other. Um, and while we're, we're talking like this, um, women are coming out from the clinic who have just had their abortions. I need to stop right here and say, I've been a priest 25 years. And when I talk about abortion, if I could go back over my life, anytime I talk about abortion, I, I would really like to say that you 99, at least 99.9% of the times when a man or a woman chooses abortion, you find somebody's being pressured Someone is in desperate, um, in a desperate position, and there's a lot of confusion. So you take pressure, incredible pressure. Um, you take um, desperation and add confusion to it. You get a perfect storm of abortion. So um, the um, so there I am. Uh, I'm, I'm with Karen and Joanne, and we're praying outside of this abortion clinic. Something happened. I've never seen it happen. It's never happened to me all my life. I'm 55. In 25 years as a priest, it's never happened. And Joanne and Karen said it's never happened to them. This is what happened. Um, we're standing there on the sidewalk. Now, I'm standing on the sidewalk because if I stepped onto the parking lot of the abortion clinic, they could arrest me. I know that, so I always stay on the sidewalk. And um, as the women are coming out in the, in the wheelchairs, they're, they're so sad. We must pray for anyone involved in abortion at all. And as, as we were praying, and they would be driving out of the parking lot right past us, I would wave because I would want them to know that, that no, I don't judge you. I'm praying for you. Um, but so many of them wouldn't even look up or couldn't look up. They were in shock. Probably even physical shock. The body, that's a, that's a very uh, sad thing to happen to anyone's body. So as we're praying, um, the front door of the clinic opens. This is what I've never seen happen before. The front door opens and Dr. Lamar Robinson walks out the door, down the parking lot, over to the sidewalk where we're standing. The man who's been doing abortion, abortions there for years and years. He had just finished the abortions for that day. Um, and uh, uh, when I get dressed in the morning, um, the first thing I put on is my miraculous medal. It's on a cord. So it's the, many of you wear the miraculous medal. Uh, Our Lady asked that it be worn uh, near the neck, not on your keychain, not in the glove compartment, not on the rearview mirror, not on your bedside table, around your neck or near the neck. So I wear, I wear one around my neck. But when I put on my, uh, I put on the same clothes every day, the clericals that a priest wears. I wear a vest and I have pinned to my vest right here a miraculous medal. When I put on my suit coat, it covers up. 
Our Lady. It covers up the miraculous medal. So I put one on the lapel of my suit coat. When, um, when Dr. Lamar Robinson came over to talk to us, my hand was like this, and I, and I started praying. So I grabbed the medal on the uh, lapel of my coat, and I started holding Our Lady's hand. You know what I was praying for? I was praying, Lord, please, or Blessed Mother, please keep me from saying something stupid. Every day I end up saying something stupid. I take my foot and I put it right in my mouth. Um, the, um, something amazing happened. A lot of amazing things happened uh, that day. I'm grabbing onto her hand, but I realize that if I do that, Dr. Robinson cannot see her. So I take my hand away from the metal, I put it under my coat, and I hold it like this. Now, if I went like this, Buddy might think I had a gun, which I didn't, right? No, I'm just like this. I'm standing right still. Um, and I'm holding on to her hand for about five to seven minutes. Here's a miracle. In ten, the ten minutes that we got to talk to Dr. Robinson, I said only two sentences. Two. Of course, you know, I don't like to talk. So, uh, right? So, uh, that's a miracle, isn't it? It reminds me, when I was a kid, I was watching the Ed Sullivan show. And Ed Sullivan started having a Rodney Dangerfield on his program. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, he always said, I get no respect. Not from anyone, not even from my wife. He said, Detroit, he said one day in his, in his, on Ed Sullivan, he said, Detroit just came out with something that can make the, the ride in the car, the interior of the car, smoother and more quiet. He said, it fits right over her mouth. Well, he was, it, was a, it was an insult to his wife, right? Well, last Thursday, I had one hand uh, holding the hand of the Blessed Mother and her other hand was right over my mouth, right? She was keeping me from saying something stupid. I didn't want to say something stupid like, well, isn't it a beautiful day? Or, um, um, how about them cowboys? I don't know. I got one shot at this. I got one shot, like David before Goliath. He only had one shot, and that's all he needed was one shot. I didn't want to say, well, uh, Dr. Robinson, here's the catechism of the Catholic Church, and right here it says, no, I didn't want to do that. Uh, I didn't want to say, St. John Paul II uh, said, Pope Benedict said, Pope Francis said, no, I didn't say that. I, said, I, I was praying that the Blessed Mother would help me. And so for five or seven minutes, uh, my hand is like this over my medal. Um, and then Dr. Robinson, he's talking to Karen and Joanne like they do this all the time. This is the first time that has ever happened to Karen or to Joanne. And they go around to the different abortion clinics over 10, 20 years. They've been doing that. That's the first time that's ever happened to them. First time. Uh, Buddy was talking about Dr. Robinson's plans for the future. So Joanne and Karen were talking to Dr. Robinson to get him to change his plans to leave that business and do something good with his life. Okay? So um, after five or seven minutes of standing there, now, um, 
Karen and Joanne are standing up on the parking lot, but I'm standing between the sidewalk and the parking lot. I told you I don't want to be arrested, but there's another reason why. You know, yesterday was, or the day before yesterday was Halloween, and um, demons are very territorial. You know, all this stuff about ghosts and all that stuff, demons really are um, part of Halloween, and demons are very territorial. Um, any... Um, when you think of when you think of um, any mortal sin, um, there's a demon involved, like with uh, drinking too much or, or um, selling drugs or robbing banks, um, um, pornography, um, um, the the sins that are sexual sins, um, uh, anger, incredible anger. These all have a demon connected with it. So does abortion. And I did not want to go up onto the parking lot because de demons are territorial. No, stay right here. And um, this, while they're talking, uh, Joanne and Karen step up onto the parking lot. I'm only a couple of feet away from them. And after five or seven minutes, Karen says, Father Paul, um, Father Paul, do you have anything that you would like to share with Dr. Robinson. Dr. Robinson did something then that I've never experienced before. He held out his hand and I took my hand away from my medal. I took my hand away from our lady and I shook his hand. Um, so the ladies are talking and my turn comes. So uh, the, uh, I said to uh, Dr. Robinson, I said, are you a Christian? And he said, yes. You know, friends, when you see debates between politicians on TV, um, you see or somebody uh, interviewing a politician, they ask him a direct question. Many times the politicians won't answer the question. I didn't know if he was going to answer the question. I said to Dr. Robinson, are you a Christian? He said, yes. And this is what I said. I said, um, uh, discuss your plans, talk over your plans with Christ. That was it. That was it. Um, we stood there talking with him for a few more minutes. Dr. Robinson said, you know, with Ebola and the flu going around, he said, I don't shake hands with people anymore. Instead, I just do the fist bump. Isn't that weird? Because he had just shaken hands with me. And I wasn't doing this, right? You want to shake my hand? Right? No. He shook. He extended his hand, and I, I shook his hand. After he said that, do you know what else happened? Dr. Robinson again extended his hand, and he shook my hand. That's twice. It wasn't like, oh, i got to be going. Bye-bye. No. He, shook, he reached out and shook my hand again. Now, when I got later on, when I got... Um, it was a few minutes later Then Dr. Robinson left and went back inside um, and we continued praying. Okay. Later that night, when I got back here to Greenville, these are some of the, some of the things I thought of. Uh, I'm left-handed. I write with my left hand. I've always been left-handed. Uh, but most people are right-handed. And I thought to myself, I wonder if Dr. Robinson is right-handed because the hand that held the hand of the Blessed Mother shook his hand. Also, my hands, on the day I was ordained a priest,
my hands were anointed with oil, the holy oil of chrism. Um, and so shaking hands with Dr. Robinson, um, well, an image came to my mind that might help. When I was a little boy, I remember often my dad would get up every morning and he would, he would shave. He, he had a beard, but every morning he shaved it off, right? And so my dad would, uh, on occasion, I'd be right there watching him shave. And my dad would, would finish by putting on some, um, some aftershave and, right? And I can remember my brother and I um, wanting to shake my dad's hand. Because when he did that, then we would go, right? Because then we had aftershave on. We just didn't have a beard. <laughs> the... Uh, and I thought to myself, that image came to my mind on Thursday night. I wonder if, no, I don't wonder at all. The holiness of Our Lady inviting him through me to make different plans. To make different plans. Now, maybe you saw the movie by Mel Gibson, the uh, classic, uh, The Passion of the Christ. Mel Gibson, somebody had to point this out to me. I did not see it the first time. But when Judas kisses Christ and betrays him to the Romans, um, Mel Gibson shows Judas after that, and all of a sudden his lips look like they're chapped. At first they're not, but after he kisses Christ, then very quickly they become chapped. And that kind of spreads to the rest of his face, kind of like a cancer. And of course, Judas would eventually take his own life. He, would, he hanged himself, right? Um, and I thought, if, if Dr. Robinson has such a chance here to change his life, um, um, and if he chooses to keep doing what he's doing, um, that encounter, that meeting, in front, that he was free. He, he freely came out to us. It was something that he did consciously. He came out to us. He spoke to us. I didn't reach out and take his hand. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm not thinking, oh, I I hope that after shaking his hand, his hand shrivels up and his arm falls off. No, that's not at all. In fact, when I saw uh, when I saw Dr. Robinson, it's a it was a beautiful day like this, not a cloud in the sky. Um, And Dr. Robinson reminded me of a turtle out of his shell or a snail out of his shell. There he is out in the middle of the parking lot. And, you know, I I thought, you know, he he looks so helpless. He reminds me of me. Because so many times in my life, um, he has been calling me to follow him. And only because of people around me helping me or praying for me, I didn't go that way. Or that way. And I thought, this is, a, this is a possibility, an opportunity for Dr. Robinson. And I'm still praying for him. That night when we started the rosary here at St. William, at the end of the rosary, I kind of went over this very quickly. And I asked the people, I said, pray with me. Come, Holy Spirit. And we prayed it three times. And we, then we did it another three times. And then we did it another three times. Just come, Holy Spirit, nine times. We did it again last night. We're going to do it again this night, tonight. And I'm asking you if maybe you could do that for Dr. Robinson, that um, he would change his plans. 
he would talk over his plans with Christ. Those words, are you a Christian? Yes. Talk over your plans with Christ. Remind me of the words that she said at the wedding at Cana in Galilee. She said to the servants about Jesus, she said, do whatever he tells you. Friends, the, uh, there's so much power in our hands. When we hear today that, uh, yes, he departed, the, the soldiers who died protecting our country, our parents, our uh, grandparents who died, our aunts and uncles, our friends. Um, friends, that can just bounce off of us. I mean, many people can hear all of this. They can say, oh, that's so very interesting, comma, what's for lunch? Listen, I like lunch. I like breakfast. I like dinner. I mean, look at me, right? Um, but God has been so merciful to me and to you that we must do what we can to help someone. Um, this, um, um, this saint right here, would you stand up? you stand up? Okay, right in front of him, you see that statue? That's St. John Vianney. You can sit down again. St. John Vianney died 100 years before I was born. He, he lived and served in France. One day a woman came up to him. She, she knew he was a, a, a good priest, a holy priest. Miracles were all around this priest. Um, and they're recorded. So many of them are recorded. Uh, he, he would hear confessions for 18 hours a day. Try to sit down in one place for 18 hours. Oh, just shoot me, right? Oh, that would just be so painful. But anyway, a woman came up to him one day. She was a recent widow. Her husband committed suicide. She said to him, Father, uh, my husband jumped off a bridge into the river. He committed suicide. Is he in hell? She was asking him because he had the ability to read someone's soul in confession. And he did often. St. Pio did too. Um, so she said, is my husband in hell? And this is what he said. He said, when your husband jumped from the bridge before he hit the water and died. In between the bridge and the water, your husband repented. So pray for him. He's in purgatory. Friends, in, in any uh, suicide, well, aren't you going to find pressure, confusion, desperation? Like I said about abortion. Um, right around the corner from him. Right there at the back, you see St. Therese of Lisieux. She died in 1897. She was also in France. He was in the south. She was in the north. She got special permission to, to, to become a Carmelite sister and enter the convent when she was 15 years old. The Pope gave her permission. Um, the, um, just before she entered the convent, so she was probably 14 at the time, she read in the, in the, in the newspaper from Paris that there was a criminal who had just killed several people. His name was Franzini, a Catholic, an Italian living in France. And they, he killed these people and they caught him red-handed. And they uh, took him to trial and Franzini wasn't, wasn't afraid of them. He, he, he wouldn't say he was sorry about anything. And um, the judge sentenced, sentenced him to die by the guillotine. And that he wouldn't talk to the priest in prison. And the day came, it was the time for him to go to the guillotine. And Pranzini, Pranzini was going to be killed. St. Therese read about this. And we know this because she wrote about it in her autobiography. She said, 
to God in prayer, she said, I do not want Pranzini to spend eternity in hell. I want Pranzini as my first spiritual child. And I want you, God, to give me a sign that he will not spend eternity in hell. And she began to pray and sacrifice for Pranzini. So that day Pranzini leaves his jail cell and he goes through the crowd. He gets over to where the guillotine is. At the bottom of the stairs is a priest holding a big one of these. And he holds it up to Pranzini and Pranzini, you know, just growling, right? And he goes up the stairs, goes over to the guillotine. as He's about to put his head in there. All of a sudden Pranzini stops. And he runs back down the stairs over to the priest. He bends down and he kisses. He goes back up. And he's dead. When St. Therese read about it the next day in the newspaper, she knew that that was the sign that she had asked for. Friends, you and I, God has placed great power in our hands. We're Christians. And we can pray for the poor souls in purgatory. And even when they're in purgatory, they're praying for us. And um, when they get to heaven... They adore God and they pray for those who helped uh, get them to heaven. Across the street, you know, that uh, beautiful rosary walk. It was November 2nd. Was it 2008 or 2009 that a family gave the money to put that rosary walk in? Friends, the holy souls are helping us to help others. Um, God proves his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.